There she was. Flirting with the hottest guy in the room. At least, I thought so. She was leaning into the palm of her hand, engrossed, her eyes on him. At least, at first. I don't know if I made a noise or something, but she looked my way almost as soon as I noticed the pair of them engaged in conversation. Her mischievous grin faded into a look of curiosity as she stared me down. Her eyes widened and I'd wager her pupils dilated. In fact, I think she was blushing a little as she looked at me. Her eyes stayed planted on me, suddenly the hottie next to her became background noise somehow. I don't understand how this could have happened. I'm not what we'd call a looker. I am a lot of great things, but the eyes of women do not fall on me instead of a handsome fellow nearby. It just doesn't happen that way. As I was thinking about this, she tilted her head ever so slightly to one side, her eyes boring holes into my soul. She straightened, no longer intent to flirt with the guy that was flirting with her first. She changed perceptibly upon spying me, but I've no idea why. I wanted to go to her, but I was stuck behind a tray, walking to my destination. She turned toward me completely before she disengaged with the looker TM. She stared some more before all was said and done. It gives me chills, honestly. What made her so intent on me? It certainly interrupted flirting with Mr. Handsome Deli Man. I can't hold a candle to him, but the way she looked at me told me that I didn't need to even try. I was conflicted as hope blossomed within my heart, the most beautiful woman I'd ever laid eyes on was staring at me. In fact, she basically threw away Mr. Handsome in order to do it. I feel like flower in Bambi. She likes me. You might as well insert a boyish giggle here because hot damn, this is a first. And boy is Mr. Handsome sour about it, too, even though he goes through girlfriends like he changes clothes. I don't know what he's looking for. Maybe a woman who says no to him. Just like she did. That would explain his sour look in my direction. I feigned innocence, of course, since I didn't even think the super babe knew I existed. I mean, she's looked at me before. Her eyes always seem to look right through me. Her mouth is either neutral or a thin line of grim determination. There is more than meets the eye with that woman, I must confess. She walks through here nearly every day. She's seen all the men behind this counter dozens if not hundreds of times. Everyone falls for Mr. Handsome's quiet guy routine. He's not all that quiet behind the scenes, blubbering about conquest after conquest. Then again, I've gotten the sense that Super Babe might be psychic. Does she know? Does she know every other deli guy wants to be Mr. Handsome, except maybe for his lack of commitment and morals? Did she flirt with him just to turn to me and give him the cold shoulder? Did she do it to make him fall for her or me? I hope for today it's me, honestly. After I sleep, I'll most likely talk myself out of it. How can I tell a woman I've never met that her smile made my existence feel worthwhile? I only saw it for a split second, too, so how am I so sure? Well, I had the best week after seeing that beautiful gesture on her face. It was very different from the grin I saw with Mr. Handsome, I might add. She looked very much like a kitsune stirring the pot, if you ask me. A kitsune, if you're unfamiliar with the term, is a fox spirit that grows more tails as it ages. The more tails the kitsune has, the more wise and powerful he or she is. I think they are predominantly female in Japanese lore, but I'm sure that both males and females exist. She is certainly a foxy one. What was up with that whole interaction? How could I even come to a conclusion? I'm not really sure, but I suppose I could reiterate the facts to date. 1. She's been eyeballing me for weeks if not months. She almost never smiles, though, so I'm not exactly sure it's flirting. 2. She walks through the deli but never buys anything, not that I've seen. 3. She occasionally walks through the deli twice. If we didn't make eye contact the first time, we usually do the second time. 4. 
She has done a bit of a double take before as she watched me walk through a door leading to the back. 5. I've seen her look over her shoulder in my direction after passing me several times. The facts seem to point to the idea that we are flirting. I really want that to be true, but I'm hesitant. I've approached a superwoman before and gotten slapped in the face for just saying hello. That woman was really not the kind of lady I was looking to meet, in retrospect. I need a gentlewoman. A lover. Maybe a little bit of a fighter, but only to defend us, you know? I don't want to have to tug on her hand every time something cute flits by and distracts her. I want her to just choose me. Is that what the foxy babe was showing me today? Was she telling me that guy might be charismatic, but I'm exactly what she's looking for? I wish her arms were around my neck and we were staring into each other's eyes, murmuring to each other softly. I want to feel her warmth under my palms, her body perhaps pressed to mine as we embrace fondly. Hell, I wish I knew her name. Forget the romantic fantasy crap. I need to know her name. Sansara. His mouth drew into a curious shape as he looked around himself. Suddenly, just the way you are by Bruno Mars started playing in his mind. He didn't really know this song, but the words came without straining. He could cry. What was happening to him? Suddenly, the memory of her eyes was right there in front of him, staring into his. A look of conflict crossed his features as he realized the foxy lady might be right there, spiritually looking him in the eyes. May I have this dance? He heard and a tear sprang into his eye as he nodded, smiling a little, but still overall confused. Did she want to dance with him? The spirit of her nodded, the eyes moving slightly in the process. This was, in a word, creepy. He bit his lower lip, looking at the vague impression of her in his mind's eye. Sansara? He asked out loud and waited. He was met with the impression of an impish grin. This was almost too much, he thought, as every breath you take by the police came into his mind. Was she listening to a love song playlist of some sort? What the hell was happening? He was cracking, he just knew it. Yes, Joseph? She inquired. That got his attention. First of all, he hadn't told her his name and second of all he preferred to go by the much shorter Joe. Now he knew it was a fantasy. It had to be. It felt so real, though. He reached a hand out to touch the air where her eyes appeared to be to him. There was nothing physical there and the apparition in his mind's I never blinked. What color are your eyes? He asked. He knew they weren't brown or green, but after that, he had no idea. Honestly, they are a little bit of every color, she began. That made sense, he thought, but was quickly cut off from thinking as she continued. I'd call them predominantly gray, however several people believe they are more blue than gray. I'd call that wishful thinking. And then. His eyes widened in shock as more extemporaneous information dialed itself straight into his brain, it depends on my mood, what I've eaten, how dilated my pupils are, and so on. I've seen them almost yellow in color one time when the hazel took over. I drank way too much code red that week. He had an open mouth dopey grin suddenly. What the hell was going on? His imagination was good, but not that good. Also, I have two names. My other name is Crystal, she said while he was busy being amazed. And. How was your day at work, sir? Suddenly lyrics like you will be my girl flooded his mind. He had no idea what song this was, but wow. Wait a minute. He didn't know the song in his head. He decided to listen closely to it. Greater than. Greater than. Greater than don't bother looking down. Greater than we're not going that way. Greater than at least I know, I am here to say. Greater than. Greater than we fell in love in October. Greater than that's why, I love fall. Greater than looking at the stars. Greater than admiring from afar. Greater than, my girl, my girl, 
my girl greater than. Greater than my girl, my girl, my girl. Greater than you will be my girl. Greater than my girl, my girl, my girl. Greater than you will be my girl. Greater than my girl, my girl, my girl. Greater than you will be my girl. Greater than my girl, my girl, my girl. Greater than you will be my world. Greater than my world, my world, my world. Greater than you will be my girl. Greater than. Greater than we fell in love in October by girl in red. He was about to lose his mind as higher love came on, as well. There was definitely a playlist here. And it was definitely a love song list. What the hell, brain? Why do you torment me so? Ahem, she said softly. How was your day? Well, this was a persistent fantasy, now wasn't it? He supposed he could humor himself for a minute. Not so great, honey, how was yours? Did something happen to make it less than great? She asked, her smile fading into a look of concern. Now that was tripping him out, the idea of her facial expressions changing as she stared into his eyes some more, from some ethereal void he couldn't quite detect. He shook his head, unwilling to repeat the craptastic day he had. I wish I'd seen you when I went to the store, she said simply. I have had the wonkiest sleep schedule lately, sleeping during the day. In fact, I just slept 15 hours yesterday and then I woke up unwell, barely able to function. I needed some carbohydrates, I figured out, but then I accidentally consumed something that made me feel rather shittier. Then, I ran out of vegetables, so I needed a trip to the store and it happened around 1.30pm instead of later in the evening because I wasn't sure if I'd go back to sleep another 15 hours or not, so I thought I'd better be prepared instead of being ridiculous and hoping to see Bandana Man. He started to laugh as he face-palmed. He just couldn't stop giggling, not even when he realized he was now listening to Queen. So your day would have been better if you'd seen me? He asked sarcastically. That is what I'm trying to tell you, isn't it? You made it much shorter and more efficient. Kudos, she said, not one note of sarcasm returned to him at all. He was still at war. First of all, this woman was using vocabulary he barely ever even nodded to and it was all extemporaneous, he wasn't trying to guess what came next, he merely listened and in fact it sounded like. She was typing at the same time. Guilty, she said suddenly. I'm chronicling a great love story that's unfolding in my head just now. Of course, that's when Freddie and Cruz started harmonizing in Somebody to Love. It was pretty perfect, actually, he found himself thinking. Where are you right now? He asked the phantasm in his head. Home, she said simply, which made him chuckle a bit. Of course. Home. Where's home? He asked. Why, are you going to come stalk me in the middle of a Friday night? She asked in return. He shook his head, grinning. He wouldn't have even thought of stalking her in a million years, actually. That's a good way to get arrested. He knew that second-hand from the experience of others. Nope, he declared, waiting for her to answer the question. God damn it, does she have all the greatest music on one playlist? Friday I'm in love by the cure, the grin on his face was full of amazement and would not budge, even as hope welled up inside his chest. Man she's accurate at describing feelings, he thought. Oh, okay. Well, I live near the Walmart on the east side of town. I hate Walmart and Tops both, if you're wondering why I go all the way to Peach Street to shop, she said. She paused to sip from her coffee mug. She did just wake up, after all. What do you do for a living? He asked suddenly, buying into the fantasy. At least, for now. He was still quite skeptical, though the smile didn't want to leave his face, even so. He looked quite astonished when he received the impression of her giving him a peck on the cheek. Right now, all I do is living. It's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it, 
she declared energetically. Must be that coffee giving her some pep. He pursed his lips, still smiling, and nodded at her. That means I don't have a job, if I've got to spell it out. I'm autistic. Sometimes I need it spelled out. He moaned out loud, a slow sound that was a mix of astonishment and zong this is real. After he recovered from the shock, he found himself wanting to hold her hand, which translated into her holding her own hand. Her fingers became linked together and she held them up in front of her heart, which put a smile on her face, too. How? He finally asked her, duly amazed. She counter-questioned, perhaps the better question is, why? He nodded in agreement. Any answers were welcome in that moment. Suddenly, we found love by Rihanna and Calvin Harris began to play. He had the urge to kiss her, honestly. This was too perfect. He was a shy guy, honestly. There's a really incredibly long story to go with what I'm about to say next, but the simplest way to convey why this is happening is, God willed it to be so, she told him. He became contemplative. That's definitely not an answer he was expecting and the furthest thing from his, formerly? Atheist mind. There was no more doubt in him, this was not a mere daydream. Something inexplicable was happening and he was talking to the lady TM. We fell in love in a hopeless place. He was silent for a while. This really was a lot to digest, and she would absolutely agree. She'd been living this reality for more than 18 months now. The next reason why is because. We deserve this. Now that got his attention. We deserve this. Huey Lewis and the News, The Power of Love. He was feeling a bit shy suddenly. This was rather overwhelming. And she was incredibly distracting, chair dancing as she looked at him coquettishly. Ah, did I spell this wrong? I sure did, she said as her spellchecker kicked in to tell her the word had two T's in it. I don't know what to say or do, he admitted. I do. We continued talking. Say, do you drink coffee? He was all smiles as he nodded. Splendid. I hope some day to share a coffee with you, she said, smiling her Mona Lisa smile. Oh boy, she was good with words, he thought. She ought to be, being a writer at heart, and in fact that was her present job, to be God's scribe. He gulped. God's scribe. Just then, he was distracted by UB40's red red wine. Should I change it? She asked him. Nope, nope, it's fine. So you like cheesy music, too? He asked her. Yup, and silly music, she declared, before some examples collided in her brain, making idea soup suddenly. Including, but not limited to, some Frank Zappa and they might be giants. He nodded appreciatively, impressed again with her acumen with the words TM. No life is complete without laughter. Thankfully, he burst into laughter at her joke. I guess it wasn't so bad of a day, then? She inquired. To his astonishment, she really wanted to know how his day was. It was long, it was boring, and it was already known to her exactly what he thought of it. Say, I need to make some food soon, will you join me while I do that? Unfortunately, there's no playlist in the kitchen TM, she asked him. A dud came up on the playlist, anyway, so he readily agreed. Dash. God dropped the veil in the kitchen, squaring up with his daughter. It's just me, Pumpkin, he told her, no longer pretending to be Joe. He did this with purpose, bringing up the tattooed man instead as she cut her vegetables. Are you sure you don't want this one? God said, trying on the man's personality for size. Psychic speed dating must be all the rage, she thought, making God chuckle yet again. She really was the most delightful soul. He reflected, remembering the day she praised him for doing a great job. Nobody really said it the way she did. She was so casual, as if they were former lovers or the best of friends, perhaps. Equals. 
everyone fell to the ground all the time for him, but not her. But to top it all off, she amused him to no end. In fact, he was all a titter in the car earlier, while she was steps away from puking, giggling at the fact that she asked which seasoning when Joe had called her a seasoned pro. Get your head out of the gutter, asshole. She's five right now. She was rather grateful to get previews of these men before even meeting them, so she could understand for herself which one was the best pick. God's money was on Joseph, honestly, though he had lied much earlier and put it on Eyes McGee at the get-go. She withdrew from Mr. Tattoo Man, unfortunately. He had told her he had an unorthodox belief, which was that he believed in God. She stood in the middle of her kitchen, holding the mug I bought her full of coffee. She contemplated how to word it, then said, Finally, I believe in God, too. He's my friend. I think a lot of people are his friend, the handsome artist replied. I don't think so, she countered. I think a lot of people get on their hands and knees and ask him for favors. A friend is there to listen, not request favors. That's a business transaction. The artist thought about it for a moment or two, then agreed with her. What are you doing right now? He asked. It was 12.30 a.m. and most people were asleep by then. Making breakfast, she replied nonchalantly. He was blown away by the revelation that breakfast was coming around 1 o'clock in the morning. That's one awkward schedule, he remarked. She'd told him then that it wasn't on purpose, it just happened that way. He nodded. What's for breakfast? Steak, God replied, for the artist had already started to distance her the moment he learned she was the Messiah. He interrupted just to tell the young man, of course, which had led him to a stone silent moment. That's when the young man started to balk. Steak? I love steak. I went vegan to try not to harm the animals. He replied. I have a news flash for you, Crystal interjected suddenly. Vegetables have feelings, too. So do seeds and nuts and fruits. All plants do, actually. I'm ever so sad I've accidentally murdered some. The artist seemed taken aback. The lifestyle he'd adopted to try to minimize cruelty did nothing of the sort, though it did minimize his waistline. Suddenly, he was interested, because he had no idea what else he'd missed out on by not reading the Quran or the Torah or any number of books, since each one only translated one slice of the pie correctly. It'd take the code cracker he'd named the Messiah to bring the messages to the light. What had distanced his daughter was learning the artist had taken on a girlfriend. The very day she was going to get a tattoo from the man to commemorate the passing of her guardian angel, her feline support animal, Mr. Bill, Mr. Artist decided to ask out Ms. Incomparable. Just as he was thinking about re-deciding that, God blurted out on the girl's behalf, I'm fat. He rejected her and she said, okay, this is done. It was over already. The artist didn't even know what to say. He himself was feeling rejected in less than 30 minutes. The atmosphere turned cold as ice. He really wanted to know more about what God had determined to be righteous or not, considering the Messiah was eating a piece of cow for breakfast. That's one expensive breakfast, he thought. He stammered, never been put in this position before. He was so self-assured that he didn't know what to do suddenly with the rug pulled out from underneath him. He hemmed and hawed and continued to think about giving up his girlfriend to pursue God's daughter. Never mind that his girlfriend is also God's daughter, just not his favorite daughter. Sorry, Evie. And she chews with her mouth slightly open, which leads to a mess occasionally, God said, highlighting one of the things the lady was working on in her virginal rebirth phase. Instead of being ashamed, Crystal put herself to work on concentrating to keep her mouth closed as she chewed, noting muscles stretching as she did so. She was there for the ride at this point since she was summarily rejected for her health issue that she'd been battling since the age of eight. Also, she appreciated the constructive criticism and reminder how to become more ladylike. 
she knew now her only allure lay in being the Messiah TM. It wasn't that she was pretty to him or even interesting, it's that he now wanted to know everything the rest of the world wanted to know, what is the Holy Scripture really trying to say? God piped up then to add some of his ultimate wisdom to the faux play between the artist's personality and her, if you dumped your girlfriend now, you'd only have to wait four months to have sex with my daughter. The artist thought about how that was such a long time, especially since he'd been celibate for six years prior to asking Evie out six weeks ago, which he only did because he had the hots for Crystal. In fact, he protested about her weight, recalling she was a lovely vision. Yes, a lovely vision of 200 pounds. The marvel of modern clothing to make you look like a shining star. Crystal decided she didn't like the idea of four months, since God had mentioned six before, so God added, although for you, I'll be adding two months as asshole tax. So six months, then you can be with my daughter. Nope, she said. The deli man I really like is still celibate and has his eyes on me and only me and I'll take him. The artist deflated completely. He had competition he wasn't even aware of until that very moment. This isn't fair. Why am I being tested? I didn't know it was a test. It's not a test, Crystal replied coolly. My cat died the day you asked that woman out. I had the urge to get a tattoo about the same exact time she was sitting in your chair getting herself a tramp stamp. I woke up after just a few hours of sleep to a collapsed fur baby. He kept trying to get up, but couldn't, so I tried to stand him up. He couldn't stay upright. There was nothing I could do, he was paralyzed or otherwise disabled. I sat with him while my mom called around to the vets in the area, looking for an emergency euthanization. About the same time my baby realized how fucked he was, we were on the road. I sat with him in the grass at the pet hospital until he accepted he was dying, then took him in to listen to goddamn dogs whining, making him upset as we waited for the shot to put him down. The vet kept saying, when you're ready, and I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter, I'll never be ready. Just put my baby out of misery already, you assholes. I wish I could have gotten them to do it outside on the grass since he couldn't move. I took his body home and I put him the fucking ground. And you were busy getting your dick wet, essentially, so congratulations to you. He cried a little, tears escaping his eyes as he shook his head from side to side. It was 2 p.m. on August 22, 2022, when I finished covering my beloved cat with dirt. I piled a little pile of rocks on top of his little dirt mound and I went to my two living cats to give them hugs and kisses. He had a sour look on his face just then. That was exactly when he was tattooing Evie's tramp stamp, actually. Butterflies, to be exact. Crystal picked up the spirit of her dear departed Mr. Bill and stroked him gently. I love you, little guy. She had no more use for the tattoo man, it would seem. She'd never rate if her intuition was correct, she's too fat for him to consider her seriously. Ever. Forget that her weight is more an expression of health issues that began in her childhood, thanks to her family poisoning her consistently. It would never matter why she was fat, just that she was. She'd much rather take the pleasantly plump deli man. She at least knew one thing about him, he could eat. Never mind that God was going to get her skinny the moment she was married anyway. No take backsies. God crooned thunderously to the artist and Mr. Handsome Deli Man and Eyes McGee. Three rejects who were not used to being rejected, might he add. As it so happens, the Quran accounts for the fact that marriage would be impermanent for some people. It specifies that during the separation for a divorce, the man and woman both stay celibate and away from each other unless they reach an honorable agreement by the end. After three separations-slash-divorces, the man must give up the woman so that she may marry another man. And then the first man might marry her again after that. The man would take nothing from the woman unless it was absolutely necessary to escape undue hardships. The woman took nothing from the man, just her dowry. Does that sound like the Holy Scripture to you, 
Christian friend? It's in Book 2 of the Quran, if I'm not mistaken. It also says write down loan information so that the facts don't change afterward, with witnesses.